I hate it. I hate it. Good. I know. <laughs> I know you're good. This is what you it's, signed up for. It's the producer. It's the. I, I guess so. It's the producer. It's the. It's the. It's the wanting to let people know. Thing. I'm not gonna do it. I know. I know. I know. I know. You are locked on Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> Welcome to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. I'm Walker Mail alongside Doug Branson. No nada today. Very rare that we just have Doug on and no nada, but no nada today has jaw pain. Is that right? Yeah. Problems? Well, and that makes complete sense. Like if you were to think about (laughs) one reason why that guy was going to miss a show, I think jaw pain would have to rank as the number one answer. No, it would. He, he he has an opinion for everything. Every single thing out there and an informed opinion and a strong opinion. It's not that he doesn't care at all. It is a formed, strong opinion. Certainly more, I would go with the jaw pain more than the ass pole. That would be last. But the jaw pain, that is number one <laughs> for not Edwards. Check us out on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and at Doug Branson LOH. You can find the show handle on most social media platforms at Locked on Hornets. Locked on Thunder host, Eric G, I think he's set to join us, although I'm not exactly sure if he knows that yet. So what we legitimately have here is some beef between Doug and I right now. Doug is forcing me to do something that I am very uncomfortable doing just because of the human that I am. This is uncomfortable for me, but what we're going to do is Doug is forcing us to call Locked on Thunder host, Eric G, out on a whim. Basically, we'd, we'd have not, we'd, he doesn't know that he's going to come on. We have not usually. We hope you, he answers. When, when usually, when you get a guest, right, just in the producer world, guest booking world, when you get a guest, you let them know, hey, obviously, can you come on with us at whatever, let's say, or I think we're going to call him at 1230, right? So our time, it's 1230. It's about 15 minutes from now. So we're going to call him here. Hey, you know, Eric, you, you mind coming on at 1230? Yeah, sure, man. We're just going to talk about the, uh, the Hornets and Thunder game. Sure, should be all good. We're not going to do that. We're just going to ask him and just say, you know, what's up with the Thunder? So instead of us breaking down the Oklahoma City Thunder, what Doug wants to do and has now forced me to do is we're going to call this guy out of the blue and say, hey, just what's up with the Thunder, man? What's going on? What's with going it? on with them? What's up with them? And see, yeah, we're not being figurative about this. We should be clear. We are literally going to call Eric G, host of Locked on Thunder, up. We're going to bother him. We're going to get into the middle of his day and we're going to ask him. What's up with the Thunder? Because here's the thing. That's what people listening want to know. And and the reason we're doing this is because we have not been doing a good enough job, in my opinion, in my professional producer opinion, yes. of getting the analysis from all of the other geniuses that we have here <laughs> on the Locked On Network. This is the number one daily sports so, talk <laughs> network in the nation. We're, we're, we, maybe there's 29 other geniuses, and then there's us calling and bothering everybody else. That's right. Yeah, that's totally right. Yes, there are a lot of geniuses, and then there's us. We're, we're, the annoying, we're the annoying gnat that is calling everybody else, saying, <laughs> hey, what's up with your team? That's us. That's our podcast. Well, I tweeted uh, the other day, yesterday, about yesterday's show, that it was the dumbest show we've ever done, and I tweeted that with pride. And you saw what Rick Bennett retweeted oh i did not what did he tweet oh he said uh that is a really high bar to hit (laughs) (laughs) that's just i wish i had the sick burn uh, ready to play rick is always good for the sick burns banel burns we used to do i don't know if you know this but we used to do a segment called banel burns i I wanted to scour his twitter 
and fine when he would like go and burn. I want that back. I want to implement that back. And I'm sure Rick would be down for that. And what's funny is Rick came. So Rick come often comes in studio with us when we're hosting the, the wake up call in the morning. And he came on for a segment the other day and we just happened to have ESPN on. And during our show, get up is on obviously not doing all that well. There have been problems with that show in the morning. So Rick, he walks in. First thing he says when we're off air, he says, oh, I, I had a question, but you guys have answered that today. You guys are the one TV that is actually having Get Up on. Like, that, that's it. You guys are the only people watching Get Up. And for those that just obviously can't see because this is an audible medium, I believe Doug just attempted to drop the mic via pin but didn't have a pin in his hand and seemed legitimately surprised that there was no pin in his hand. Uh, no, I actually, I tried to drop <laughs> a sound and, and nothing happened. So let me try that again. So, so do give me, give me the punt, give me the Benel burn again. Give me so, the punchline. So again. Rick Benel walks in and we have uh-huh. get up on the TV uh-huh. and he says, Oh, you guys have actually answered a question for me that I've kind of had for a little while. Uh-huh. It's who is watching get up in the morning. Oh, wait, it wasn't right wow. the trigger again. Hold All on. Right. All right, one more time. So Rick Bennell walks into the home <laughs> studios where we host the wake-up call, and he walks in and he says, oh, you guys have actually answered a question that I've had for a while. Uh-huh. You guys have been the one who's had get up in the morning. That's a sick That's burn. A sick burn. Bennell burns, baby. <laughs> yeah. We're bringing it back. We're it bringing it took three times it only took three times right the second oh, time yes. in a row we are the annoying gnats we are the idiots in a locked on world of geniuses so let's preview this oklahoma city thunder game with the idiots that do host this podcast so surprisingly doug when the hornets play oklahoma city they they play them twice this month and one interesting thing to take note of to me is, is the Hornets have actually played the Thunder well considering the change the difference in talent to me I, I'm interested to see them they actually played OKC well under Steve Clifford. Does James Borrego take a page out of Steve Clifford's book from last season, or does he try to implement something new in place as the head dog who saw a lot of Westbrook out there in the Western Conference? The Hornets beat the Thunder, holding Russell to 10 on 22 shooting and four rebounds in the first game last season. And in the second game, they lost by 10, but held Russell to 10 of 27. So actually shooting 48% from the field right now, usually you think of Russell Westbrook as an inefficient player, but a star. The guy's actually shooting close to 50, has been pretty inefficient even for his standards the last two times that he played the Charlotte Hornets. And I'm glad you had the numbers because I did not, but I was going to say anecdotally, I feel like the past few times the Hornets have played the Thunder, they have either not gotten the great Russell Westbrook game or they've gotten a slightly inefficient, even if he put up the numbers, it was an inefficient Russell Westbrook game. I don't feel like they've gotten the MVP caliber Russell Westbrook game in several matchups, and it's and it's led to a couple of Hornets upsets. And talking with Rick Bennell last season, I remember a soundbite that he gave us. He said, you know, watching the Thunder last night, of course, speaking the day after they played, was that MKG made Russell an inefficient basketball player the previous night. And so... Don't think you're going to see a whole lot of MKG on Russell Westbrook. And maybe you did see him guarding Russell in the past. And so now I'm interested to see, you know, what, who do they put on Russell Westbrook? You know, obviously you have another challenge in Paul George, who is actually the leading scorer for this team as it stands right now, but a defensive problem with all the offense that they have. And I think you have to put either Lamb or Batum on Russell Westbrook, depending on who they want to put on Paul George, because with the proficiency that Russell Westbrook can back you down and get into the post and, and make make offense happen, 
I just don't think you can put Kimba Walker and you don't want Kimba like chasing him around all night and trying to keep up with him in transition because you want to save his energy to knock in three-point shots. I'm of the belief that they're catching OKC at a pretty good time. I, I like catching them at the beginning when these guys are you, – you could have the their due mentality, but I actually like – the way that the Hornets are going to be catching Oklahoma City. They're 2-4 and four on the season. And Oklahoma Whoa. City, coming into this year, it seemed like all of the national NBA pundits were jumping back on to the Oklahoma City train, even though last season it just didn't work out. And you have to think, well, it was their Carmelo addition that made them so bad. And Roberson, at the time, I believe a lot of people were jumping on with OKC. Roberson was set to come back, and he's somebody that's been injured that really helps that team when he plays. What's going on in the Western Conference? You've got Houston and Oklahoma City. Well, and Houston is the huge surprise. Huge surprise, but the surprise is the Eastern Conference was supposed to be the 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 Weekstras, Weekstern mm, Conference. Yeah, though I tried it. <laughs> you tried it. It failed. It's okay. We'll try to move I don't like on. That. Uh, but when you look at the Houston Rockets, it was perfectly normal and correct in my mind to think that Houston was not going to come back this season and be as good as last season. You just you lose Trevor Ariza. You lose Luke Richard and Bamute, both guys that can are very capable of playing defense and can shoot the three ball. So you lose both of those guys. You were going to try to see if you could try to replace them, and and I don't know if you really have. And so it, it, they got, I forget the the wing that they were able to acquire this offseason, and, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but they, they did make one offseason addition, and they, of course, acquired Carmelo Anthony. So now Carmelo, of course, is the scapegoat in all of this again because the Houston Rockets, they're just not making the moves. Uh, they're, they're just not playing well. And even Darren, what's funny, Zach Lowe, he called the Houston Rockets their offense U-G-L-Y, and Daryl Morey actually responded. And he said, he said uh, we have no alibi. <laughs> and so Daryl Morey. It's what, weird. It's Carmelo, Carmelo is hitting the double opposite Ewing theory, right? Because he leaves the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're playing worse. He joins the Houston Rockets. They're playing worse. My God. No, it's it's not looking good for old Carmelo Anthony. And uh, it, it's somebody that has not been a good basketball player the last couple of years. But Oklahoma City just running through their stats. You know, they don't have Roberson. They don't have Melo on this year's team. So and Roberson will come back when he does get healthy. But again, uh, out for a decent amount of time. So Paul George leading the way at points per game at 25 and a half. Uh, Russell Westbrook did miss a couple of games because of an injury at the beginning of the season, but now he's come back. And again, he's actually shooting again for Russell Westbrook, 48%. That's good for anybody, really, especially at the volume that he takes. Three-point percentage, only 14 right now, so not hitting all that well from beyond the arc. Mm. Paul George only hitting 35 right now, so certainly a tick below of what he's capable of. So if they're continuing to struggle, the Charlotte Hornets, Doug, they open at a point-and-a-half favorite. At home, if you were a betting man, who would you put your money on? I got to put my money on OKC only because I just feel like they're due at this point. So you are subscribing to the they're due theory. I'm going to subscribe to your they're due theory and say that the Hornets let this one slip. But I don't think it's a blowout. I think that the Hornets, that their offense, which by the way, is rated second in the league. I first got the hat tip on this from Stan Van Gundy on the uh, Dan Levitard show. <laughs> They were talking about that heat loss. And Stan was like, well, they have a great offense. They're second in the league right now. And I went, wait a minute. Is that right? Checked it out. It is indeed correct. They are second rated offense. But guess what? They're the fourth slowest team in the league, according to the, the pace stat, which is surprising, right? 
It is surprising. I mean, we've talked about James Borrego upping the pace of this season, but Doug, it seems that every single other team, their pace is astronomical right now. And so the Charlotte Hornets are still faster than what they were last season, but they're so far behind in everybody else. Everyone's playing crazy fast. Yeah, the Hornets are actually faster than they were last season when they ranked, I think they ranked 11th in pace last season. It wasn't like they were slow last season, but they're faster this season, but everyone is playing so fast. And I think that's why you're seeing scoring up, but you're also seeing a lot of inefficient scoring as well from teams like Houston and Oklahoma City. And and the teams that are that are really playing well offensively are just knocking down shots, and that's what the Hornets are doing. Their pull-up unassisted three numbers are just way above what you would expect them to be. They're just having guys like Kemba and Lamb and Batum and others knock down shots, and you wonder if it's sustainable, but right now it's working for them. They can put out some pretty damn good defensive lineups as well with this team, especially when you have Jeremy Grant in there and when you have Roberson, so a defensive lineup of Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Roberson, two and three. You have Jeremy Grant at the four and Steven Adams at the five. I mean, that's an extremely good defensive lineup. And here without Roberson, it's still a very good defensive lineup. The OKC Thunder are the best team at forcing turnovers on the young season. The Charlotte Hornets are the best at not turning the ball over. So what gives tonight? Do they meet in the middle? Or does one team actually come out and win that particular battle? Thanks for uh, joining us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community for as little as $1 a month. You can help us keep making the daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There's a link in the description of this episode. Get entered into our contest for free bobbleheads and tickets and get access to content before anyone else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in all of Charlotte. We're going to talk Eric G. We're going to annoy him here in a little bit. I'm not excited for it. Perhaps you are. Stick around and join us in our conversation <laughs> with Eric G. next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. 10, Al Jefferson. 9, Anthony Mason. 8, Gerald Wallach. 7, Baron Davis. 6, Dale Curry. 5, Glenn Rice. 4, Muggsy Bogues. 3, Larry Johnson. 2, Alonzo Mourning. Nice. Number 1, top Charlotte Hornet of all time, Kimba Walker. Thank you, everybody. The list is done. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast. Walker Mail, Doug Branson here with you today. Nada Edwards out for today, so hopefully he can join us tomorrow. Here's the part of the show where Doug makes me do something I really don't want to do, and we just call this poor guy on the spot and ask, what's up about the Thunder? Eric G., host of Locked On Thunder, uh-huh. we're hoping that he's going to join us. One of us is hoping that he's going to join us. I personally hope that we get his voicemail, but it's very possible because we have not let this guy know that we're going to call him and just simply ask the generic question of what's up with the Thunder. It's a great question. It really gets to the heart of what our listeners want to know, which is what's <laughs> up with the team that the Hornets are going to play tonight in the Spectrum Center. And here's the thing, too. He is an expert. He is a Oklahoma City Thunder expert that speaks on this team every day. So he should be. This is a test for all of our fe- fellow locked on people. Are they ready to answer the most central question about their team, 
What's up? And, and the problem about all of this is that I don't like it, but I have to buy in because it's the only way it's going to work. I'm, I want to push you, Walker. That's the job of a producer. You're the pod dad, and I'm the pusher. I'm trying to just help <laughs> you you know, get, get through this little awkward period that you're having. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay because you know why? Because Eric's, I, I have a feeling all right. that Eric G, I've never talked to him before. I don't know the guy from Adam, but I have a feeling that Eric G is going to come on he, he's going to love being on the show, and he's going to feel honored to be on the show, and he's going to give us gold. All right. So you go ahead and call him, and we'll, we'll try to figure it out. And I guess we're going to do this on air. Are we calling him yeah, on I'm air? We're dialing the, on yeah, air. We're dialing on air. So see, that's the thing. I want, to take, I want to strip away doing? the polish. What are we doing right now? Strip away the polish, and we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. We have not prepared him at all for why this. Are we, why are we doing this? Because why are, we, why are we why are we dialing him on air? You you really are stripping. All right, just do it, Doug. I have to. I, I should unmute it first. There we go. <laughs> that would help. Eric, are are you there? Hey, Eric. It's Walker Mail of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. So I I we love your show. Just wanted to call in and just ask you a simple question. The problem is you got thirty seconds. Just wanted to call in and let you know and ask you about. What's up with the Thunder? Again, Eric, just 30 seconds. So just wanted to ask you just a simple question. What's up with the Thunder? Wait. No, I get it. I get it, Eric. It, it's weird. I just want to know what's up with the Thunder. You only have 30 seconds. It's just something we're doing here. I just want 30 seconds from you rather than us telling the audience about the Thunder. So, Eric, what's up with the Thunder, man? You got 30 seconds. What's going on with it? Well, I mean, Andre Robertson's out. You've got a guy like Russell Westbrook who's going to try and dominate every single game. Paul George is being inconsistent. The defense is inconsistent. Billy, Dutt. seriously, I, you guys told me I had to answer this in like 30 seconds. 30 <laughs> seconds. That's all you get. You get 30 seconds. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was told. I had to answer this in 30 seconds. And honestly, I think I think the three of us probably need to sit down for like a 20, 30-minute summit that still has never been solved on one of my podcasts to figure out everything that's wrong with them. Um, honestly, what's wrong with them? Russell Westbrook didn't play the entire preseason, which you wouldn't think that would be a big deal, but he's still getting his legs under him. He's still Russell Westbrook. I also don't know if Billy Donovan's message is still getting through to this team, and they don't know how to close. And that's a good thing for every Charlotte Hornets fan tonight because if this game is tight late, I like the Hornets in this one because I've already seen the Thunder have some major fourth quarter struggles against the Clippers in their first game against the Kings this year. And they leave the door wide open pretty much for every opponent they play. All right, Eric. Well, I, yep. There you go. That's the sound. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's the, it. Your time that's is the, up. Get well, out of here. That that's the world breaking analysis from enough? Eric G. I said something like Steven Adams hair is too long right now. I, <laughs> no, it's okay. No, that was perfect. That was perfect. You gave us just a, a little synopsis, a, g- a generic answer, and we appreciate you for it. If you want to listen to a little bit more about the Oklahoma City Thunder than just the time that we gave you today, you can check them out again at Locked On Thunder. You can go find uh, their podcast and listen to it there. It's great stuff. And Eric, we appreciate you joining us for just a little time that you did. Thank you very much. And we'll, I'll be talking about two guard woes today. So if you've ever <laughs> wanted to hear a complete breakdown of the two guard and why I actually think it might be getting better for the Thunder than uh the turn on locked on thunder, but thanks for having me on guys. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Eric G being a good sport about hopping on with us here today and, uh, thanking us, uh, thanking him 
for just giving us a quick little answer about what's going on with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. So there you have it from the man himself, Eric G. Did you tell him uh, 30 seconds beforehand? I told him 30 seconds. He had 30 seconds to get on the line and make gold happen. (laughs) And And, and and I feel like he did. we We were a little bit more lenient with him than I thought we were going to be. Because how how does that make you feel? Or do you feel better. more confident about this whole endeavor? <laughs> because Eric just well, came in and knocked it out of the park. I'm not sure everyone is going to do that when we surprise them, but I feel like he did it. Well, it, it it makes it makes me feel a lot better that there was that you actually let him know with 30 seconds left, and so like there's 30 seconds to go here, and so we were a little bit more lenient with him. So I'm I'm cool with that. But if everybody else, I, I can see. I can see you down the line just pulling this out completely blank. And that's what I came in we here scared of today. We were too lenient. We were too lenient. That's what I'm scared of. I know I know you're going to put these guys to a more strict rule, and that's what I'm scared of going down the line. Well, we were too lenient with the 30 seconds. Next time, we give them 30 like seconds. We cut them off, and we say goodbye. And, and we make enemies. Because, see, here's the thing. They, they need to be ready with the analysis and give it to us hot and get out. <laughs> This is not locked on Thunder. This is locked on Hornets. They do their show. He can he can below the eight on his show. He can talk two guards all he wants. That's right. Yeah, don't don't preview your show on our show. Get out of here. Yeah, he got. I like how he had thirty seconds. He ran us. We were trying to make him the experiment here, but he actually ran us in that little time that we had him on. Get out of here. All, All right. right. David All Walker. Right. It's yeah. time for yeah. D-Walker. We got an OG. We do have an OG of the podcast coming on next. I know you see the Buzz City jerseys, the City Edition jerseys. They were released today. Getting met with some criticism. So let's have David Walker, not only our shoe expert, our sneaker expert, but our fashion expert, I like to think as well. So we're going to have him join us on the other side of the break. Thanks for joining us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're with the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thoughts on the news about Cody Zeller's injury? That's a tough one, man. I mean, what the f- Oh, he's just injured, man. It's, it's okay. okay. It's Look, just, you know, he's injuries just happen. To deal with an injury. He didn't want <laughs> to get injured, okay, David? But, but uh, sorry, guys, I just had someone jump out in front of my vehicle. That's uh, that was understandable. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's amazing. That's the first time I've ever heard that transition. I I want that to. That's amazing. It was beautiful. So, da- oh, David Walker used to do the show from yeah. his vehicle, which is highly. I love I love the raw dangerous. reaction of almost hitting a kid. And so let, let's waste no time. Let's get to the <laughs> guest line right now. We do have David Walker, a shoe enthusiast, and also hit a kid one time. Almost hit a kid one time. <laughs> David, yeah, well, allegedly, welcome back. Allegedly, allegedly right? Almost yeah, hit a kid. Allegedly. David, how are you doing, man? I'm good, fellas. That would have been deservedly hit as well. So, uh, yeah, doing good. And only but a goody, Doug. I've had a few shout-outs and requests for that to maybe make a return. So you guys just keep that handy. No, that's that's an amazing – I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> His defense – this, this is the best part, though. Shouldn't. This is the best part. David's defense of that entire situation is that it wasn't a kid. That, it, that, that He would go on the age argument, right? That, that, that it was like a 14 or – Are you in your car so, right now? 
What does that yeah, sound? Oh my god. That's a, that's a, this is great. I, he lives in his car. This is where this that's is right. where he is. This is he's in his car. This is where he lives, and this is how he does all of his hits. This I want my, anytime, my comfort zone. Yeah. His literally his hits. I, I want to get back to the defense though. Before we heard the car door go off, what what was the defense of David Walker in that scenario? Oh man, we're gonna have to go back through this. But yeah, so Walker, the area that I was in at that current spot was a downhill uh you know a downhill slope uh and the crosswalk there is a crosswalk <laughs> but the runners and i the runners and i there's a three a three rap scallions who are running across the road we made eye contact and if you know if you've run or if you've driven on the streets with runners that eye contact is very important uh their their body language signaled they were stopping so i kept going and then one of these guys just walked out with his hands out daring me to keep going at that point i couldn't stop and that's when you heard the expletive all 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 while all while thinking of your cody zeller injury takes all All, all breaking down yet another cody zeller injury that's right (laughs) It's amazing. All right. Well, we don't have anything like that. Maybe I. I hope not, David. Watch out if you're in no. the car. Watch where you're going. Try. It. We're, we're not going to ask you Cody Zeller takes. We're going to ask you fashion takes. So maybe that's a little something you're more comfortable with. But the <laughs> the city jerseys. The reason we do have you on is the city jerseys have been released by a lot of teams in the NBA. Uh, a lot of them are really cool. Some are themed like Minnesota's, which are are Prince themed. So you do mm. have some themes out there that are, of course. Uh, of course, having to, having to do with the city. So Minnesota, they have their Prince theme. Other ones have different themes as well and, and are awesome. And the Hornets released theirs, David, and it's been met with some criticism. Uh, what say you on the Buzz City jerseys that have been released? Yeah, and I'm guessing some of that criticism is just because it's kind of more of what we've seen. I mean, that was my take on it because it's fine. It's a good jersey. It looks good, um, but it's really similar to the sleeved jerseys we had a couple years ago. And it's similar to the Buzz City jersey that they had last year, and that it's black, and you know they use the Buzz City logo, which is fine. They're trying to drive home that Buzz City thing. Um, but I was hoping for more of a take on it, like some of the other folks have done. Hold on now. And like uh, Milwaukee went crazy with theirs this year. They they actually based theirs off of their court, which is a new take. Oklahoma City's looks really good. They did some of the. Uh, they give a nod to like the Native American heritage in that area. And of course, like not everyone's going to have a Prince tie-in. Like it's not going to get cooler than right. that, you know? It doesn't. So, 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 so it's not as easy as it sounds, but I hope next year they do take a wider look at some of the, you know, regional flavor and maybe mix in some different colors and go a different direction. Like this thing will be fine. I think it looks cool. The flight logo in particular is pretty sweet, but. You know, um, it's just a little bit more of the same that we've seen. Well, this comes right on the heels of the Carolina Panthers releasing their black-on-black jerseys. So I feel like this is going to have a real difficult time getting any special attention from anyone, despite some of the the extra little pieces of flair. Some of that flair I really like, David. What what in the, the little differences that in this jersey, talk about those and some of the flair that they put on this thing. Yeah, I didn't notice this at first, Doug, but if you look at that, the light in the pictures doesn't really highlight. There's like a gray portion on there that I think might stand out a little more on TV. And when you see them in person, um, we'll see how that looks. But like the flight logo, I think is really cool. That that was the main thing to me. I mean, that looks like a big time nod towards like the original Air Jordan logo with the wings and uh, had a yeah, they look like flight wings, like, like you'd get as a pilot. It's an H with two, surrounded by two wings. Really cool. I want a hat with just that logo. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. 
Yes. Yes, exactly. No, no. Do you guys, which way do you go on this? Is that, is that a, a dig at the, at the Bobcats naming <laughs> voting process? Is that a, you know, is that a Michael Jordan nod? Is it both? I mean, how, how do we see that playing out? Oh, so yeah, this Jersey also has city of flight above the, the jock tag on the Jersey. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like it has to be right because there were reports around the time that if Michael Jordan had joined the ownership team with Bob Johnson, that the team would have been named the flight, but instead it wasn't. And they of course named it after Bob Johnson, the Bobcats. I feel like this might be maybe not a slight dig at the Bobcats, but at least a recognition that right. the team could have been the flight. Cause otherwise it's, it's a bit of a stretch, right? I mean, we have an airport here. Uh, it's a hub for some, I guess, but like city of flight. Is that, is that what Charles known as? Yeah, I guess we're not the city of First flight. Like we're flight. the, we're, we're the state of flight right. though. I state, mean, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, sure, it's more sure. North Carolina. So, I mean, does yeah. that count? Are we being too difficult for you, Doug? I mean, do you think it still, it still counts for Charlotte? Well, the city, so there's, there's the queen city. I mean, that's really what the, the moniker for the city. And I was reading that uh, it, when they were trying to figure out the first name of this team before it, like back in 88, the like like crowns, uh, stars. There was some Queen City stuff that they were bouncing around before they finally overwhelmingly landed on the Hornets. But I don't know. City of Flight, it ne- it never really hit me. Although I thought it was better than Dragons or Bobcats or Bobcats. I mean, <laughs> I I actually liked the Charlotte Flight. That would have been awesome mm-hmm. to me. Like, and of course you had the you would have had uh, I don't know you would have had the hangar that they played in, and you would have had the flight attendants that were directing you to your seats. That would have been cool. I would have been all Ooh. in on that thing. Well, then and you would have had MJ too. I think that's the key, right? MJ sort of unlocked all of that, David, and now he's here, and they've got the logo on the jersey, and they. Uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you, speaking of logos on the jersey, the Lending Tree logo has changed from the rectangular logo to the square logo. It's not really necessarily any larger or smaller in my estimation, but it is a different shape. What do you think about that Lending Tree logo on the jersey now? Thankfully, it was what I was hoping for when these things entered in. I haven't really paid much attention to it. I, I didn't even notice that, Doug. I mean, it's kind of blended in. You see it on the jersey. Um, it's just kind of accepted at this point. Would it look better without those? Yeah, I mean, probably. But, like, it's just the way things are now in the NBA. Well, to me, I just wanted it loud. Like, I feel like this was an excuse for everybody to have the loudest, yeah. craziest jersey that you could imagine. Everybody else did. And everyone else went nuts. I mean, the Chicago Bulls jerseys look nothing like any of their jersey. It doesn't even look like a semblance of an old Chicago right. Bulls jersey. Like, even Denver's, which are awesome. Everybody loves Denver's jerseys. They At least you could tell, like, oh, yeah, I recognize that brand. I recognize that as a Denver logo, a Denver theme. But Chicago... Chicago, they took this as an excuse to just go off the walls where you have no clue that was a Chicago Bull jersey. And I would have liked a little bit more from that, from this particular one. Because, David, you're right. To me, you can't tell all that much of a difference from the other Buzz City jerseys that they've released, whether it's been with the sleeves or whether it was last year. And it looks cool. It's a cool-looking jersey. But, man, I, I wanted it loud, man. I wanted it screaming at me, and it's just not. Yeah, exactly. I think you can go one of two ways on this, and you can tell those some of the teams do, like OKC and, and the guys you mentioned. And then you have some that had a great idea. You guys talked about this the other day, Walker. The Brooklyn jersey is actually a nod to Biggie, Biggie Smalls. Yeah, that's awesome. With the outline. But I would have gone the whole way. Like, it's it's black, and they've just done the ribbing with that pattern of his sweaters and stuff. Like, I would have gone the whole jersey looking like that pattern. That would have been really cool. But that's that's a cool idea. And, like, 
Doug, you and I were trying to think of some movie or artist or something that ties into this region. And There's like, nothing. It is a little tough, right? No, we, we, we got Angie Harmon. That, that's what we got. Let, let's do Heck. something surrounding around Angie Harmon, Law & Order. Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby. We could do a Wonder Bread jersey. I'd buy, I'd buy <laughs> that. All right. Okay. I could buy a Wonder Bread jersey. That'd be all Shallow right. Shallow Howe. We bring Tony Robbins in. Jack Black sang the na- national anthem if, at a Hornets game when they were filming that here. If so, we're going fictional, there. then that does open the door up for quite a lot of more movies. Or we, can we go Charlotte Banshees one year? Like, I, bring one me Juana Man. We could do a One Tree Hill jersey. I like Juana Man better. Now we're talking. See, Doug, this is it. This is when it really starts. <laughs> and Lending Tree. It all works. No, that does work. You have that tie in. You can it. make it. Let's make this happen. Come on, Pete. Let's get Pete Gwilly on. Let's share our ideas, and let's see if we can get a cut of all of this. David, we appreciate you joining us, man. Please be safe in the damn car, David. Come on, man. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. I'm parked now. Now that we're done, I'm parked. <laughs> That's good. That's, that, yeah. that makes me feel a lot better. David, we are going to have your sneak of the week tomorrow, so we yeah. will have two days in a row of David Walker, which is always a great thing. Woo. David, thanks so much for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, see you, fellas. Thanks. All right, once again, that was David Walker. Big thanks to him for joining the pod today. A big thanks to Eric G for joining the pod unexpectedly. And thanks to you for listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you tomorrow for a recap of the Oklahoma City Thunder game and a preview of what's going on this weekend. Oh, boy. Eric has texted me several profanities. <laughs> See you guys. Ooh.